All right, Bob, you want to lead us on this one since it's your interview? Yeah, I just need to remember to say what my name is and what magazine I work for. Yeah. <laughs> you, you really do. It's always a good yeah. to include. Really yeah, failed that one last time. <laughs> Required some all caps typing in the text document. <laughs> really make me see it for once. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of Talking Underwater is brought to you by Census, a Xylem brand. Welcome to a special stay-at-home episode of Talking Underwater. One water, one podcast. I'm Bob Crossan, Senior Managing Editor for Water and Waste Digest. I'm Katie Johns, Managing Editor of Stormwater Solutions. And I'm Lauren Bellcello, Managing Editor for Water Quality Products. So in this special stay-at-home episode of Talking Underwater, we talked to, or I talked to rather, Will Sarney from the Water Foundry. And we talked to him a little bit about equity, affordability, especially during this time of crisis and the struggles and challenges that imposes upon utilities and ways that they can overcome those. So here is our interview with Will. Hey, everybody. It's Bob Crossan from the Talking Underwater podcast. I am here with Will Sarney. He is founder and CEO of Wildry. Will, thanks for being on the call today. Bob, my pleasure. Yeah, so let's start high level. I always do this. Uh, start with you. How are you? How is Water Foundry? How's things going through this outbreak right now? Sure. So I am well. Uh, we are well, uh, the team and, and family, which... Uh, you know, is the highest priority, but uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing well. And, uh, you know, obviously a interesting uh, shift in the business, uh, which we can get into, but uh, yeah, we're, we're adjusting to this change in uh, our lives. Yeah. So talk, talk a little bit about that adjustment period, what you guys have been doing. Sure. So our client base is, uh, comprised of U.S., non-U.S. multinationals that uh, have a corporate water strategy. And what we do is we help them understand why water is a business risk and then developing strategies to mitigate that risk. Uh, In some cases, that includes quantifying business value at risk so they can make more strategic uh, investment decisions and uh, interventions. And then a large segment of, of our client bases with water technology startups and early growth stage companies that are focused on solving water scarcity and water quality challenges uh, for both the public and the private sector. And then uh, we also do a fair bit of work with foundations, investors, uh, non-governmental organizations, uh, development banks uh, that intersect with multinationals, and then also the startup community. And one of the things that we've seen over the past couple of months is that uh, pretty pretty consistent commitment by our clients to continue with their corporate water strategy work. Uh, I would say in, in some cases an adjustment to uh, add, fine-tune some dimensions to it to respond to what has changed in the world, which includes uh, – in some cases, more of a focus on 
access to uh, safe drinking water, sanitation, and hygiene. So actually working more closely with communities and uh, the disadvantaged that, that don't have access to safe drinking water. Uh, and also more inquiries from companies that are not in the water sector that want to be in the water sector, which is really interesting. And, uh, you know, it, it seems to us uh, pretty clearly that there's an increased focus on the importance of water, the value of water, and what the market opportunities look like. So uh, a stay the course uh, for the, the clients that we're working with that have a corporate water strategy in place and then uh, actually an uptick in interest in the sector and uh, how companies that are not in the sector can participate. Yeah, I feel like even last year we were seeing a lot more investor opportunity in the water sector and people taking advantage of the space, recognizing water's value. Um, and I think mm. that with this outbreak, that's only exacerbated the value of water because well, how do you wash your hands or how do you do proper hygiene without clean, affordable water? Completely agree with you. Uh, suddenly the invisible resource that we essentially pay nothing for has become uh, front and center uh, in our minds, which uh, is a good thing. Yeah, and I mean, on that note of water affordability and equity, I know that there are some some concerns out there about that aspect during this outbreak, since people are out of jobs, unemployment's at a pretty high rate right now. How how are utilities working around this water affordability and equity issue now that this is compounded by this coronavirus? Sure. Uh, you know, what we're seeing and, and reading and, and speaking to colleagues is that, uh, you know, I think very clearly there's a, a recognition that um, you, you can't just shut people's water off right now. So uh, a moratorium on disconnecting service uh, is in place for the most part. Uh, you know, and that's, it, it's really, you know, that coupled with the, the realization that utilities are taking a financial hit and, you know, they're seeing their revenue go down uh, because of the, the changes in use patterns, uh, but also the, the inability to collect payment uh, for service. So, you know, I'm not sure where this is going to land uh, as we uh, come out of this, but I, I think there, there will have to be an adjustment both in terms of funding utilities uh, better, uh, but also understanding that uh, there's now a pretty significant portion of the population that uh, can't afford to pay their bills because they're, they're you know, without a job. So, uh, you know, again, I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but there are a number of forces in play here that will have to be reconciled as we emerge. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we were talking just briefly before the call started that about the the escalation and acceleration of smart technologies and stuff. Could you talk a little bit about what you're seeing on that front too? Oh yeah, absolutely. So you you, you hit one of my uh, focus areas and passions in the world of water, uh, and I think you know really pretty clearly just a, a few months ago there was a discussion about the digital transformation of the water sector, and, and not just water and wastewater utilities, but also the industrial sector and how consumers are leveraging uh, digital technologies, smart technologies in their homes and, and workplace. Uh, that has 
accelerated uh, during the pandemic for a variety of reasons. And, uh, you know, very clearly the debate over analog versus digital is, is pretty much out the window. I think that uh, everyone recognizes that we need digital technologies to uh, enhance our workforce so everyone can work remotely. The, you know, the bulk of the U.S. water and wastewater utility sector uh, needs to be at work uh, to ensure that we have access to safe drinking water. Uh, so, uh, much, much greater recognition that digital technologies are now part of the solution for the utility sector, but also, uh, the industrial sector, you know, facing the same challenge in terms of the ability to monitor systems remotely, uh, you know, have interventions remotely, uh, and, and also even at the home front. So, you know, we're, we're all hydrating at home. And uh, what does that mean for the adoption of digital technologies such as monitoring water quantity and quality uh, via smart technologies? So I, I think very clearly we're going to see a greater scaling uh, in adoption of those technologies with the caveat that we need to figure out who pays uh, for those technologies that we now need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that industrial sector. I know. I've seen you at the Milwaukee Water Leaders Summit before talking about corporate sustainability efforts as well. Could you talk a little bit about that during this time? Have have there been changes in corporate sustainability, especially in regards to water? Oh, absolutely. Uh, You know, of course, there's a a spectrum of how companies are responding. um, But what we are seeing, and I think to a large degree, uh, because we're focused on it, is that companies are now... uh, participating in, in delivering solutions uh, to communities, you know, everything from providing access to safe drinking water by uh, pivoting their, their bottling, their canning operations from carbonated beverages, alcoholic beverages to uh, bottled water, uh, you know, delivering uh, access to sanitation and hygiene, uh, you know, providing people with uh, sanitizers, things like that. So what what looked like sustainability just a couple of months ago has now really put a fine point on uh, access to sanita- uh, safe drinking water, sanitation, and hygiene, or, you know, sustainable development goal six. And, and we're seeing that not just in the U.S., but, you know, clearly internationally. So it's it's been a encouraging sign that companies have quickly understood what value they can deliver in solving some of these uh, water-related challenges in view of the pandemic. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really do appreciate you taking the time to chat. Bob, my pleasure, and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks. Well, thanks so much, Will. We do appreciate your you taking the time talking to us about all those subjects and, and whatnot. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention, too, was I conducted another interview with SF Puck, Ronica Koye, who's the Community Benefits Director there. She and I talked a little bit about their plan for the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission 
and what they're doing for affordability during emergencies. So there's a video on the WW website if you wanted to see that. And over on Stormwater Solutions, I did want to bring up two quick things we have. Um, first, we are now accepting nominations for our 2020 top projects. So you can submit your standout projects today by visiting bit.ly slash SWS top projects. And secondly, we have extended the deadline for the call for abstracts for the Stormwater Pavilion at IBS 2021. And you can submit your abstracts by visiting bit.ly slash IBS Stormwater Abstracts. And as usual, if you like this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, share. Um, we're available on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast at. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TUW Podcast. And you can reach us by email with your thoughts or comments at talkingunderwater at stcmail.com to share your thoughts with us. Yep. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you.